Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. Ed, we podcast this show. Should anyone want to go back and listen to the last hour? They missed it, right? Yes, that's that's correct. If uh, Of course, you can listen live. We always give you the, the ways you can do that. But if you miss a show, and there can be various reasons for doing that, you can simply go to AFR.net, and there is a drop-down menu for podcasts. And we have podcasts for all our programming. I don't think anybody's left out. Um, uh, so you can listen to any of our talk shows uh, by uh, downloading the podcast and listening at your leisure. Steve Jordahl's in studio with us. Hey there, everybody. Again, uh, I tease you about this from time to time, but the respect you have in your dress for Johnny Cash is I, it, is is just it's the uh, devotion. The man was uh, the man was a, tr- a national treasure. So all, because he's in all black, including yes, his black tie. pants, black shirt, black tie, black, black socks. By the way, black, black socks shoes. and black white socks, black oh socks, black socks, yeah, and black it. headset. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, coordinated today. Completely Johnny I mean, yeah, Cash. Johnny friendly. Cash day. Because you're mine, <laughs> I walk. Do you walk the line? Can you go down to a ring of fire, though? Question. Down to a burning ring of fire. All He's right. got a good voice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we uh, The story came across my desk, as it were, a few days ago, having to do with the World Health Organization. We've all become familiar with that name. Oh, the beloved <laughs> WHO. Well, you'd, Sar- we'd heard about them before the pandemic. But certainly after COVID went around the world. Fred uh, keeps referring to him as the who, to which I'm looking for the band. But Right, but it's not. No. They're, they're, well, they're a band of something. They are a band but, of something. But uh, we're going to get into that right now. Um, we have with us now Michelle Bachman. Uh, Michelle uh, is a former, formerly uh, served in the United States House of Representatives from the state of Minnesota. She's a... Uh, Dean and Professor at the Robertson School of Government at Regents University. And she's also on frequently with our good uh, friend Jan Markell right. on the radio program Understanding the Times, as both these ladies live in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota. And uh, Michelle, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim. It's great to be on with you guys. And by the way, Johnny Cash is my favorite, too. There you go. There you go. My grandson's favorite. My dad's favorite. So we are a Johnny Cash family. Well, you'd be proud of the way Steve dressed today. I wore this in your honor today, even though I didn't know that. (laughs) Thank you. I knew Steve was either honoring Johnny Cash or going to a funeral. I didn't know which. Or looking in my closet and seeing what was clean. One of the the three. One of of those. (laughs) Hey, Michelle. One of the all-time greats. Tell us, uh, tell us about this story that you've been speaking out about concerning the World Health Organization. Yeah, this is this is a, a a big topic. The Biden administration has an intent that they have written down in amendments, and next week in Geneva, Switzerland, the United States government through the Biden administration is proposing 
that all 194 nations who are part of the World Health Organization, that's the healthcare arm of the United Nations, President Biden's team is proposing that we take decision-making authority over healthcare decisions in the 194 nations, that's 99.4% of all people on earth, that we take that decision-making authority away from the individual nations And instead, we give that authority to the director general of the World Health Organization. That director general is currently a man named Tedros. He has an alarming background. He is a Marxist, and he covered up pandemics in his home country of Ethiopia. He was installed in that position to be director general by the communist Chinese. And the communist Chinese were behind his reelection this year. So now the director of WHO is, is was just reelected for another five-year term. He's essentially the spokesman for the communist Chinese for the WHO. And Bi- President Biden is proposing in his amendment that health care decisions made at the national level in the United States now be transferred to that director general of the WHO. It's extremely alarming because for any of your listeners, we all realize the, the incredible rise of authoritarianism here in the United States. You know, the United States Congress never voted on whether we were forced to wear masks or whether we were forced to take a vaccine or whether we were forced to have lockdowns or, or forcing businesses to close. None of that was voted on by our government. It was just pronouncements that were made by the president or Dr. Fauci and Burks or by the Centers for Disease Control. It was so out of hand that the Centers for Disease Control even issued a recommendation that resulted in a rent moratorium so that landlords couldn't even collect rent from tenants because of a restriction from the U.S. government. We saw extraordinary actions that tied up our own liberty and authority that were against our U.S. Constitution taking place in the last two and a half years. Now imagine that level of decision-making leaving the U.S. and going to the U.N., and the Director General of the U.N. now would have authority to intervene into the United States, even if we disagree, and make decisions. And what is the most alarming is that the Biden administration is proposing these changes, and presumably they would not oppose what the Director General of the WHO says about the United States, and we would be going along with it. So it is absolutely tragic. It is a giving away of American sovereignty to the United Nations, and it creates a platform for global governance. To say that before, a person would be accused of being a tinfoil hat person. Now we have it in writing from the Biden administration, these proposed amendments, so people can actually read it for themselves. Uh, our guest is uh, Michelle Bachman, a former congresswoman from the great state of Minnesota, is currently dean and professor at the Robertson School of Government. Uh, dean Bachman, um, th- this, these amendments being proposed by the Biden administration, in your opinion, are they for the purpose of avoiding the necessity, the constitutional requirement that the Senate vote on treaties. In other words, this is all, already a treaty to which we're committed. The amendments are being proposed so we don't have to go through a, confer- a, a, 
an approval process in the Senate. Is is do you think that's what's happening? Just one clarification. The United States joined the international health rules in 2005. It was not a treaty in 2005. It's an international health agreement. But you're right. Only a majority vote is required in Geneva, Switzerland, May 22nd through 28th, when these amendments will be voted on. By the way, the Biden administration already released a list of 47 countries who signed on who will support these amendments. And these are the big countries. This is all of the European Union, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. These are big countries. They're not small, insignificant countries. So presumably, um, if these amendments are introduced, they'll pass. And, and of course, what this represents is the bizarre idea that many of us reject, but there are many people who agree with it for globalism. There's a a huge move toward globalism and toward global authoritarianism where decisions are made not by the nation state, but by international global organizations. That's what this is. This is a move to empower international organizations at the expense of the United States. And what we saw in the last two and a half years in the United States is that uh, this level of authoritarianism that wasn't even voted on our Senate happened. It happened to all of us. It's real. And so now that level of authoritarianism would move decision-making to the international level, whether we like it or not. So where would we go to appeal? So, yes, I think you're right that part of this effort was to avoid bringing the issue before the U.S. Senate for a two-thirds vote But I believe in our system of government in America, these politicians work for us. And so I think we need to demand that our U.S. senators and our House members bring these amendments into the House and the Senate. There should be a debate. There should be a vote. We should weigh in on them before they get voted on at the U.N. We should have that say. And so this was by design. These amendments were never released to the public in America until April 12th. That's why nobody knows about it. That's why the senators don't know about it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I I, I want to respect your time, but I do have uh, two very important questions. Uh, The United States gets in and out of these international agreements with every change of administration. We're in the Paris Climate Agreements. We're out. We're in all these UN agreements. We're out. Is this different? Are are we in this until um, 2024 if a Republican gets elected and then all bets are off? Well, looking at Joe Biden's position now, we would go into this international agreement and presuming if we could get a different president in 2024, a president could take us out of this. That is entirely possible. That's why these fall elections are so crucial and the election in 2024 is so crucial. So a lot of damage was done by the Biden administration in these 18 months, just untold damage. We don't know how much damage will occur in the next two and a half years under this administration. That's why we need to have everybody as as much as possible be aware of this issue and demand of their representatives that they take action, including governors, including state attorney generals, because all of us are going to be impacted if the WHO has the authority to make health care decisions, because as we saw from our administration, anything can be classified as health care. They classified rent control as health care. 
So anything can be classified, and I think we need to recognize that the World Health Organization could do the same. These, these are lawless people. They don't respect our Constitution. Where can people read more about this and uh, know what to do, Michelle? Sure. Let, um, I'll give two sites. One is a site called AmericaOutloud.com, a great article by Dr. Peter Bregan. There's also a great article at LeoHoman.com, H-O-H-M-A-N-N. And there's links to these amendments so you can read the American the amendments yourself. It's always good to read the primary source document so you know what it's saying. That's Michelle Bachman, a former congresswoman, and uh, she joins us from Minneapolis, the Minneapolis-St. Uh, Paul area. Thank you, Michelle, and we look forward to hearing you again when you're on with Jan. Be happy to. Okay. God bless you guys. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Michelle. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. That's uh, Michelle Bachman um, from Bachman Turner over there. <laughs> Listen, no, no uh, she, she is she is she is right that this that the Biden administration did this. I, I did some reading on this yesterday when I found out we we're going to be having the former congresswoman on the show. And um, it is it is absolutely true that the Biden administration has suggested amendments to the international health rules. And they they're like a lot of people on the far left. They're doing this in the dark. They don't want people to know about what they're doing. Um I, I do think that the uh, you know the question that Steve raised was a good one. I don't th- I don't think that the WHO would be able to tell America. I don't think Americans would put up with with that once they found out that the Biden administration said, "Yeah, whatever you want us to do, we'll do." But it was clear during COVID that the federal government, and some of this came under President former President Trump, that the federal government and the the uh, the swamp. Okay, that these people expect Americans to toe the line when the CDC says jump. We say, yes, yes, sir. How high and when do we come down? And now there are people pushing for a globalist approach to it like they did with the CDC. I've heard uh, several people uh, reference this. Um, I know Jan would probably be one that uh, she when they talked with Jan that has biblical implications Jan was, or um, uh, Dean Bachman was talking about globalism and the effort for the one world government. And the, uh, some people have linked this really strongly to end times prophecy, uh, for whatever it's worth. Well, obviously, the push for uh, globalism or <clears throat> subjecting uh, the U.S. and others to international law. Uh, those can through, through especially they use the uh, climate change now. We're supposed to subject ourselves to the Paris Accords and other things in the name of uh, saving the planet. As President Trump, former President Trump, pointed out, so much of this <clears throat> international do-gooding. I just coined that phrase. Yeah by the left is uh, is only meant to be punitive against the United States. There, we don't ho- we we're not trying to hold China, communist China or even India, not a communist country, or others to the same standard because they refuse to be held to the same standard. So these lefties just say, "Well, let's cut America off at its knees, bring it down a few notches, 
because right. of their historical, I don't know, colonialism or racism or whatever. Yeah. They, they link all this together. Yeah, and wealthy. Um, and wealthy. So let's uh, let's try to subject them to international law, them being the U.S. And as President Trump pointed out often, why do we want to participate in these things? We're, we're already the most responsible country in the world when, with respect to the environment. We, we already are. The laws we have. Right. Very stringent. Very stringent. You can't pollute. Well, the, the the belief, the ideology of the left was made clear when President Obama took office. You remember the first thing he did? He went on his apology tour. Around the world. That's what the left thinks about our country. We're sorry. We're sorry for what we have become, and, and, and we're going to uh, beat ourselves over it and do whatever we can to make up for it. Yeah. All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio. By the way, just real quickly, uh, we weren't going to talk about this story, but I did see it on Fox. Did you guys see where this uh, senator, the United States senator in Wisconsin, uh, excuse me, in Wyoming, her name is Cynthia Loomis, L-U-M-M-I-S. She was a commencement speaker at the University of Wyoming. And she got booed. I don't know how loud the boos were. I don't know how many people booed. But she got booed at the commencement address by the, some in the student uh, body for saying that uh, there is fundamental scientific truths like the existence of two sexes. And she was booed. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. I've, that, this she, is in Wisconsin, uh, Wyoming, which is a very conservative uh, state. It yeah, is but, a college, but then yes. again, it's a college. These, these are college graduates that don't understand I, biology. Th- and I don't know, again, I, when, you say, when people say, they booed them at a at a you don't foot, know how many. At, a, at a football game was that six people booing right. that which sounds really loud if you got six or if it's quiet right I, so I don't know how many but this fits along with the, what's going on on college and university campuses where even saying there are two sexes can get you run out of town <laughs> huh it's, it's insane it is huh it, it's listen I, I, it it's dreamlike there's a dreamlike quality to this because you just go. No, they don't really believe that. It would be like somebody, it would be like college graduates trying to convince us that there are garden fairies. No, yeah. no, there are garden fairies. Are that gnomes and wake up and walk at night? Yeah, there are leprechauns. And you're going, oh, uh, that's funny. No, I'm serious. That's right. what my professor told me. There's leprechauns. Yes. And I'm just, and, and you don't know whether to laugh or whether you to, to say you just need to be committed, you know, but yeah. this is happening. Well, look, look what they've done, Steve, to J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. Herself a liberal. Very much so. The author of the uh, Harry Potter series. I mean, she is one of them. Add uh, Martina Navratilova and Chris Everett, I believe, to those. Ne- to Martina Navratilova folded. Did she? Yeah, she folded, I think. She does, she's a lesbian, one of the greatest tennis players in women's tennis, who said, I don't think it's, I don't know whether she folded or not, but initially she said, it's not fair for biological males to be playing women in tennis uh, well let me let me let me fact check myself after the show i don't have time right now but i know she did come back and basically grovel saying please i didn't mean to say anything wrong i don't hate anybody i don't want to lose my yeah yeah but i think she did do that but jk rowling hadn't backed down an inch uh she, and if she's and got they, enough they, money she didn't have to I know, cancel her I know, uh, you can't cancel her but they've been going after her uh, you know, because she says there's two sexes. This is this is what we've come to in these uh, uh, college and uh, on the uh, among uh, many on the left who now control 
um, the college and university setting yep. Yep. Uh, all over the country. And now it's drifting down into lower grades. Now it's in high schools. Now it's in great, you know, great schools. And, and in fact, it, I remember reporting on all of this back 10 years ago, and, uh, or, and especially at the beginning of the Donald Trump era, the colleges, all those silly, crazy colleges. Look yeah, at their, right. They're so you know, weird. They're going to get out in the world and find out that the real world doesn't work like this. Guess what? The real world is now becoming the college, and it, yes. it is supposed to work like this. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, as we've said before here, folks, if you're going to send your young person, uh, your your ch- kid, uh, graduating from college, and excuse me, in, from high school, and they're going to go off to college, you better know where they're going in terms of what they're going to be learning, their their professors, and you better you better ask them questions all along the way because uh, I've heard too many horror stories right about. <clears throat> People say, well, I sent my, you know, 18, 19-year-old uh, son who's a good Christian good man. Christian man, leader of his youth group, whatever, went off to college, and within a year or two, he's coming home questioning the existence of God. Right. And talking about how his parents are bigots. Are bigots. Are yeah. bigots. You, you, you just better be careful on that. It doesn't matter what the name of the Scott. That, that kind of stuff goes on at, quote, Christian schools, too. Yeah. You better be. It's, I don't know when this is going to change. I hope it does. Because- this is a critical mass. Everybody says, and it's it's true, I agree, that the left always oversteps its bounds. They always do something that is so far out yeah. that people go, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Well, the, the, yeah, the ideology of the uh, political left in this country, the secular left, I call them, it's un, it's, this word is overused, but it's it's ideologically and practically unsustainable. Okay. Although it's had a better run than I ever thought it could get. Yeah, but like Ed and I were talking the other day. Okay, so we got we got little uh, story. We got little, we got stories here and there about men uh, competing against women in sports by calling themselves women, and people you know like the swimmer. Mm-hmm. Remember that he won a couple of races. Uh, those kind of stories are you know we'll hear about him here here about, as long as it's in that. Uh, kind of a, a small setting, if you will, that's not going to generate, that's not going to prove to the masses the idiocy of that whole transgendered movement, which would make it unsustainable, as I say. You get a man, and this will happen probably in the next two to five years, I'm going to predict. I'm predicting right here, right now. There you go. I'm writing it down. Uh, that there's going to come along somebody who says to himself, or maybe he genuinely thinks he's a woman. I don't know. People are messed up in the head like that a lot of times. Uh, they're going to say, you know what? If I, I'm, I'm number 150 in the world in tennis as a dude, I am never going to reach a top 10 level and make the kind of money I want to make. So what am I going to do? I'm going to say I'm a girl. I'm going to say I'm a girl. I, then I switch over to competing against pro- women in professional tennis. I myself am a professional, even though he's a biological male or a male. And he realized, hey, I'll get a bunch of sponsorships. Right. And I'll just beat these girls down with my serve. Right. And, uh, I got the best of both worlds. The world will celebrate me as a hero. I make a killing. I make bank. 
Right. I, do, I do it for three to five years. I retire. Somebody's going to figure that out. Yes, because companies wouldn't dare not sponsor That's right. him as a There's, woman. There is money to be made, ladies and gentlemen. And that uh, you just watch and see if that doesn't happen. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Take care.